You're listening to Barbells, Boot Camps, and Banter, the official podcast of athletic-based training. We'll chat all things health, fitness, and probably some shenanigans along the way. I'm your host, Crystal Blank, owner of ABT and part-time Olympic weightlifter. Thanks for tuning in. What's up, guys? Back for another episode of Barbells, Bootcamps, and Banter. So, guys, just want to um, reiterate the fact to uh, continue to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast that you're listening to. Big moment. We recently hit our fourth country. Woo! That fourth country. International, baby. We are very international right now. Uh, we hit Jamaica. Wow. So, so far, United States, count that. Yeah. We got... The one dude in Germany. The one guy in Germany. <laughs> France, yeah, and Jamaica, yeah. So hell yeah. So we're spreading. So hey, guys, listen. If you like the podcast, spread the word. Let your friends know. Let your family know. People that are into fitness, that are into health related stuff. Um, Sharing is caring, and uh, sharing is more listeners. Yeah. So very true. uh, Do that for us if you can. Um, Also, I'm gonna throw out a little. I'm pump up my uh, not myself, but the the event that I'm doing again, Muckfest. May 18th, uh, the team that I am on, FUMS, is looking to raise $50,000, and we still need some help. So I need your help. You can do that by two ways. You can either hop on our team, run with us, and start to fundraise your own money, or you can donate to my fund. Um, The link is on my Facebook wall still. If you can't find it, hit me up, and I'll get you all that good info. Thanks in advance for that. A lot of people have been asking about it, so I thank you guys already. But if you're going to donate in the future, I thank you in advance. So we kind of caught an idea for a newer, what do you call it? Spin-off episode. Newer structure. Newer yeah, structure. New structure for the podcast. Um, pretty much everyone so far, we've just had a guest and kind of interviewed and went that way. This time we wanted to get your questions. The viewers. Not the viewers. The listeners. The listeners. We're not, we don't have viewers yet. Yet. Just talking about that. Um... But so we got some wanted to get some questions. So we threw it out there on Instagram, threw it out on Facebook, and put a box out at ABT, told people to throw their questions at us, and me and Teddy are gonna sit here for the next half hour, 40 minutes, however long it takes, and uh, dive into this box right here. Real questions, and uh answer them up. So how do you wanna start this, man? You want me to take the first one? Yeah, but I pull it for you and I'll take right. this first one. Awesome. Ooh, all right. good one. That's actually good one. It's actually a good one for me. Um, all right. It says, I know Chris does weightlifting and Ryan and Nicole powerlift. What is the difference? Real good question. Good question. Good question. Um, athletic, not athletic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Dude, we just throw shots at people every episode, huh? But uh, no. So basically what it comes down to is weightlifting. Okay, Olympic weightlifting. One, Olympic weightlifting is an Olympic sport, so it's in the Olympics. Powerlifting is not. Olympic weightlifting um, is divided by two different weights. So you have the snatch, which is basically you're looking at, you take the weight from the floor and all the way over your head in one motion. There can't be any type of press out. There's no stopping in between. It is literally from the ground, over your head, in one motion. That's your snatch. And then your second component is the clean and jerk. So the clean and jerk, you're taking it off the floor, cleaning it to your chest, and then in another one motion lift, jerking it over your head. Arms need to be locked out. There could be no pressing out of any sort. So that's your Olympic lift. So you get your two, 
your two components. Powerlifting has three components. So you have your deadlift. That's just, most people know what that is. That's just picking that bar up off the ground and locking it out to your hips. There needs to be a full lockout for, the, uh, for that to count. And also your squat. So that's bar back squat. So barbell is on your back, lowering it down. Need to get, need to break parallel. Um, and there are judges there that will look for that. And then coming up in finishing the left in the full stand and breaking parallel meaning 90 degrees so the crease of your hip needs to break 90 degrees uh, and then their last one is bench press so they have three components again deadlift squat and then bench press bench press lowering it down to your chest and then boom pressing it up most people again know what a bench press is those three are kind of more common lifts that you kind of see people doing but they have some more, you know, they're definitely stricter in the judging of what they can do. For instance, without getting too far into it, a lot of theirs, you know, theirs have commands. So with the bench, um, they need to lower it. They'll get a command to lower. Then they'll have to lower it to their chest. Once it's at their chest, they'll get another command to press and then another one to rack it. So it's kind of a little bit more intricate than your just typical uh, knucklehead at the gym benching on Mondays. That's why I bench on Tuesdays. <laughs> right? Exactly. There you go. Both of them have three judges that will give uh, lights, as you say. So basically, they're looking at the, the lifts and saying if they're good or they're not good. And they both comprise of white lights and red lights. Basically, you just need two white lights to have a good lift and go from there. If you get two reds, no lift. We can get a little bit more into how the... The procedure goes, but it's kind of a little bit more in depth. But that's your major yeah. differences. The way the competitions go, it's a little bit different to the way the, the weight classes are run. and uh, The competition itself is just a little set up a little differently. But I think that's probably enough what they were looking for. Yeah, I think that's a good answer. And it pretty, you know, explains it in pretty good detail. Yeah. Without getting too detailed. Right. Whoever asked that question, if you want more details... Or I didn't answer it the right way. Uh, hit me up. See if we can say the word detail again. Did I say detail a lot? Detail. I mean, I could get into more details. Uh, maybe a little more detail. <laughs> All right. All right. Next question. Question two. Teddy will take this one. Let's see what we got. All right. Good question for me to answer. Actually, uh, having the nutritionist certification. Uh, what are macros you hear a lot about them what are they uh fat protein and carbohydrate simply put those are your macros all food products fall into one of those three categories your fats being things like butters uh dairy proteins meats will have fat but we're thinking you know the the richer foods uh, olive oils avocados coconut oil things of that nature nuts seeds uh, proteins are generally your meats, but there are vegan sources or vegetarian sources of protein, such as chickpea, as well as seeds and nuts. Uh, and all food will have some sort of mix of the three components, but predominantly speaking, your proteins are your meats or meat-like products. And then carbohydrates are your vegetables, fruits, starches, rices, grains, pastas, cereal grains, things like that. Most of the time when we're talking about carbohydrates, though, and you hear people who are saying I'm on a reduced carbohydrate diet or things of that nature, they're referring to the starches, pastas, grains, and rices. 
that's what's being reduced. The veggies and fruits, although they fall, they fall into the carbohydrate category, um, they're your micronutrient sources. Those bring you the vitamins and minerals. So generally, when you hear that low-carb diet, while they may be reducing their fruits and veggies, they're mostly talking about starches, grains, rices, and pastas. Um, if we think of those three items, I like to break it down into uh, a car. Um, protein is the structure. It's what holds the car together. It what It's what holds our body together. The muscles, the tendons, the ligaments, um, all that. And the fat is similar to the motor and the engine and the, the computer in the car. It is our brain, our nervous system, our blood, things of that nature. And then the carbohydrates, gas. It's the fuel that makes us go. Um, again, though, the fruits and veggies kind of fall into a different category because even though they are carbohydrates, they do a whole lot more than just make us go. They deliver a lot of our micronutrients, which is necessary for the protein and the fat to do what they need to do. But those, simply put, are your, your macros. Fat, protein, carbohydrate. It's the structure, the motor, and the gasoline. Sweet. And not to, you know, cut you off, but... A lot of times, too, you see different diets, and a lot of what you'll see sometimes is, um, you know, they basically fall into basically a breakdown of those those macros, yep. right? So you'll hear about, you know, one of the bigger ones now is, you know, people go keto, mm -hmm. right? So keto is, you know, lower carb type thing, um, and they're just trying to keep their number of carbs under a certain amount, their fats into a certain amount and their in their proteins in a, in a, correct right you know um, we won't get too far into like the specifics of that but there's just different you know ratios that people do it depends on what you know a lot of times when people are you know maybe trying to make weight for for a powerlifting or olympic meet they might look to start dropping some of their uh carbs they the might refined start, yeah exactly yeah right? you know there's just there's a lot of different ways to do that too you know so it's just but yeah, that's the breakdown of it, basically. Those, yeah. Everything breaks down to those. Pretty straightforward when you when you think of it that way, you know? Yep. Let's go uh, question three. I'll pull it. We'll just kind of see where sure. it goes. All right. Um, oh, that's a good one. I think we could both, we'll both yeah. do this one a little. <laughs> it's a good question, though. Who do you like coaching better, adults, teens, or kids, and why? All right. <laughs> this is a good question. Um, I, I'm going to take the easy way out and say I don't really have a preference. Oh. It, but it's true. It's true because they can they can all be equal as reward. It was as equally rewarding and challenging um, and challenging at the same time. Right? Yeah. You can have you know a, an adult that comes in for their first boot camp um, and can't literally can't do a lunch. Can't yep. do you know can't. Do some of the basic movements that we do just in like our a sit -up. in our warm up, right? <laughs> um, that was a conversation we had. Off, yeah, uh, inside off jokes. Um, so you know that they can't something they can't do in week one, week two, and then you see them a couple months down the line and they're knocking those out the park and then some. Yeah. Same thing happens with our athletes. You know, you get yeah. kids that you know can't uh, demonstrate. Sometimes we get younger, younger kids coming. They can't skip for the first. You know, we yeah. have them skipping, and their skipping's off. We have to fix some of those things. Um, so just seeing people progress is huge. So it doesn't to me. It really doesn't matter. I, I mean, <laughs> I'll make it easy I, for you. Teens for me, the yeah. youth athletes. I really enjoy as much as I love both the kid group and the adult groups. For me, just the the. 
uh, aspect I look for in a coach is someone who is, uh, not to use Tom Brady's word, but pliable, someone that I can kind of mold as, as an athlete, as a, uh, as a human, you know, just as a, as a person, someone that I can impart my wisdom onto. It's kind of hard to break through to some adults because they are set in their ways and they've taught, been taught the way they've been taught and they know what they know. Um, and you can have conversations, but changes are hard to come by. But with the, you know, teenage athletes, the ones who are in here for a sport or for a specific goal to go to college, to advance to the next level, it is, it's my favorite time because I really get to impart the knowledge and experiences I've had to partially be a mentor and alert them to some of the challenges they might run into that yeah. I've experienced um, and give that wisdom. But also they are much more like-minded to me in the sense that they're here for a specific sport or goal. And that's how I started my training. So it's easier for me to adapt and get in line and, and work with them. So I, I really enjoy bringing the teenage and, you know, high school collegiate kids along. But again, I do like the other two, but yeah. I mean, to counter that and kind of off of what you said, you know, sometimes there are adults that are kind of, you know, set in their ways, things yeah. that they've learned. And sometimes when you can, I don't want to say persuade, but when you can show them a different way that, you know, what I'd say is more, the more correct way to do sure. things. I think that's huge rewarding too. And they can Absolutely. say like, oh, wow, I never knew that. Or I didn't know yep. that's how you were supposed to do it. I've just always done it this way. And you can kind of change their way and then maybe see them all of a sudden be able to, you know, lift heavier weights or yeah. be able to, to go lower and have more range of motion in the movement. I think that's huge rewarding too. It is. Um, and that's not to disagree with what you said about the athletes. Cause I think everything you said was spot on. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I have, I've always, my background, you know, I said, I've started coaching basically right when I got out of college and I was mainly coaching youth in, in yeah. high school and, you know, a little bit of college kids. So that, yeah, I love that. Like, you know, I get, I get, I, I'd say I get more fired up working with the, with that clientele, but yeah. at the same time, there's a, there's still a rewarding part to working. Well, with so put it, all, all that's a great stuff. way to put it more fired up. Like I have fun with the adults and the young kids. Yeah. They're great times, but with the middle ground athletes, the teenage athletes, you get fired up because they have a game that weekend or they yeah. have an actual performance to go through that these skills need to translate for. Yeah. No, it's true. And that just like, yeah, let's go. Let's get this. Yeah. Oh, you've got a competition. All right, let's do this. Here's what we're going to do. Let's work on this, you know. And it's it's fun and rewarding with everyone else, but those things really get me motivated and amped. I get it. Yeah, so, I get that. Yeah, that was a good way to put it. Fired up with them. I get it. All right, you want to pull the next one? Sure. All right, we can we can both lay into this, but I'll let you lead Chris here. You my go. My reading or you read it? I'll read it to you. Okay. At what point should I start adding weight to my program? Ooh, that's a pretty good one. So just looking at the name of the, the kid, uh, he's one of our newer athletes. So that's a good question. Um, kind of a lot of factors to, to what there are. Yeah, you know, whether it be... You know, it, it all depends. You know, let's say, let's say a lot of times on the beginner programs, we have them working through uh, reps of, you know, anywhere between like 8 and 12 just to get more, mm -hmm. you know, to groove the pattern. A little of bit the, more hypertrophy know. in yeah. there. Yeah, and to groove the pattern of the movement, make sure they're not working with heavy weight yet. You know, we don't have them doing ones and twos yet, you know, because they're just not able to handle that type of, of weight. So we want them to kind of get used to the movement. 
So, you know, they're, they're doing those things. We want to see them be able to handle that weight for those amount of reps um, safely and efficiently. So a lot of times what we'll see, you'll see as the program goes along, those reps will start to drop a little bit. As those reps start to drop, usually the weight will start to go up. But at the same time, we're not going to add weight to any movement if we see any type of, um, you know, lack of control of the weight, uh, you know, imbalances. imbalances. Yeah, just look, something that doesn't look safe. So like I said, there's a lot of different factors. Uh, basically, what I'd say is if you can, can if you can do the prescribed amount of reps in the for the prescribed amount of sets and still have a little bit of gas in the tank, I'd, I'd say then that's where we can start to add weight. Yeah, the rule is usually two by two. If you can do two more reps on your sets than the prior week, that's when you start considering adding weight. Right. You know, like you said, if you can get through that prescription with gas in the tank. Yeah. If you can do two extra reps on each of those sets with gas in the tank, that's when we start to uh, investigate it. But for us as coaches, a lot of it is just the eye test. Yeah. You watch someone doing their movements and, you know, you either pull them back or you push them ahead. You know, there are definitely athletes in here I've seen doing neutral grip incline bench. And after their first week using tens, it's like, Hey, next week, try the 15s, yeah. you know, jump it up. And then there are also athletes who are on the the last day of their program and it's like you know what i don't think you're ready to progress out of this i want you to come back in and repeat day one and two one more week really lock this in and then we'll progress you you know um, we also use different uh technique bars essentially to make sure you learn and understand the motor control and the movement that you're doing before adding the weight you know yeah, it also depends on the movement too. You know yeah. how much you're gonna wait to um, to add. You know certain movements you're gonna be able to add a little bit more weight. Mm -hmm. um, some weight, some some exercises. You know you're only going up little by little each time. You know, and, and for, for for newer athletes like this one, we're not gonna ever have them taking huge major jumps. You know, yeah. it's gonna be small increments, making sure they can handle that weight, then moving them to a little bit more, and so on and so on. And hopefully it'll be a nice, you know, steady progression of weight and you know and then also making some of the movements more complicated as they get more familiar with the movements. yeah and it's another thing to consider is you want to lift heavy weights it looks cool it feels great it brings results but there's a huge difference between five pounds and 105 pounds when you start getting into those heavier weights and you go from you know 220 to 225 it doesn't sound like a lot because it's only five pounds but that is a major difference in weight <clears throat> You know, it's a different ball game when you're just starting out and you're learning the movement patterns and handling the light weights. But once you get into those heavy ones, five pounds makes a huge yeah. difference. And that's exactly too why we want to make sure they're progressing with the proper technique, even at the beginning, because then that those little technical technicalities of the lifts will come in into play yep. on the on those, you know, the heavier weights. Because if your technique is not good when you're doing the five pounds, the ten pounds, things like that. Um, it just slowly builds up and you, you know, you might be able to build up some of the strength to do heavier weights, but you know, your technique is still bad. And we kind of talked about some of the, you know, some of the adults women have learned how to squat or deadlift, yeah. you know, somewhere else or on their own. That's when you're going to hurt yourself. Yeah. So that's where we try to make sure that all of our athletes, our adults and our, our uh, you know, youth and, and high school clients, make sure they're doing things 
with proper technique, and then that's when they can start to add weight as long as they're doing yeah. it the right way. And most programs are written four, six, 12-week installments. Mm -hmm. And the reason they're written in that way is so you can reassess after a given amount of time. And that reassessment doesn't mean you're going to add weight or change the movements. It's just a way to um, look at what you've been doing and say, okay, are we seeing improvements? Are we seeing a progression? Can we make adjustments for you? And sometimes those adjustments are pulling back. Sometimes those adjustments are easing the movement or the workload to make sure that yep. the technique is locked in. Other times, most normally, especially when you're learning, uh, that four, six, 12-week program is to bump up the weights and the movements and change. But those installments just mean, hey, we're going to take another look and make sure that you're on the right path. Yeah. yeah. Think nice. That one. Sweet. All right. Uh, I'm pulling, right? Yeah. I'm pulling. Go for it. to dig deep. All right. This is a good one. What is your workout Achilles heel? Oof. Simple for me. Yeah. Pull-ups. Pull-ups. I okay. suck at them. <laughs> you I, know what? That's. I mean, I don't want to say that's that. That's interesting because I think a lot of our uh, a lot of a lot of people yep. would say that those are absolutely. But the thing that I do that a lot of people probably don't. I mean, there's a group of our adulters who I will give 100% credit to that do it all the time with their pull-ups. But I do them every single week because I'm terrible at them. Mm -hmm. I've been lifting and training for years, <laughs> literally years, my whole life essentially. And I just started being able to rep together multiple sets of 10 reps. Like I, I for the longest time, eight would be my failure point, and like yeah. I couldn't get that ninth. Yeah. I've just started, and you know, dealing with injuries, other things too, they come into play. But pull-ups have always been a struggle for me. I've just started getting to a point where I can bang out multiple sets of ten. I'm consistently working on them and other movements that will help the pull-up pattern, but I suck at them. That means I hate them because you hate what you're not good at. That means I need to do more of them. I need to practice them so that even though I can still hate them, I don't suck at them anymore. Yeah. You know? Fair point. Yeah. But that's my Achilles heel. Pull-ups. Okay. Pull-ups. Um, I mean, if we're going, I'll, I'll, I'm going to give two answers for this one. Sure. So I think if you listen to some of our other podcasts, you know that I do not enjoy long-distance running. Yeah. I, I just don't like it. I don't think I'm very good at it. I, you know, I could push myself, and if you had told me, like, hey, go out and run a mile as fast as you can, I'd hate every second of it. I think I could eventually be okay at it, but I just don't enjoy it. And I think if you looked at other types of running, if you looked at sprints and things like that, I'm just much better at those type of things. So I'll put that one out there. The other one, if we're talking like a strength movement or a power movement, deadlifts. I'm not a great deadlifter. You know, I compete in Olympic lifting, so, you know, those lifts I feel like I'm pretty good at. Also, decent bencher and squat is okay. The dead is just always kind of falling behind. Uh, I think I got a little bit like, you know, some technical some technical difficulties with with uh, deadlifts. And I think so kind of I plateau in dead more than anything else. And probably if I really had to do, look at it, I'd probably go back and change up my technique a little bit and clean some things up there. But I would say if I'm going lifts, it's, it's going to be deadlifts. Okay. So. Fair. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Pretty self-explanatory, I think. Yeah, right? right? Yeah. All right. Next one. Uh, do, do we want to get into any of the online questions? Yeah. Yeah, we could do that. All right. So this one, uh, I, I won't say who it's from, but it comes to us from uh, the University of New Hampshire. 
this was sent in uh, the first when I first when I just saw it online. I kind of chuckled because we've we've had this conversation before, so it's kind of funny. Mm. Um, zombie Squad. Who would be so? It's people who don't understand what that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Who okay. who would be in your zombie squad? Meaning, if there was a zombie apocalypse, who do you want? You know, roll, run, running around the countryside with you, yeah. having your back, being in your crew, a la, you know, um, the Walking Dead style. Sure. So, uh, all right, let's uh, let's do this. So let's let's make it this way. Let's go. I'm gonna break it down. Let's name three each. Someone that you know in your personal life. Okay. All right. Somebody, a living, per, a, a, a once living person, right? Historical figure, current or in the past, and let's go one non-fictional character. Okay. Okay. No, no, fictional character. Sorry, that was bad. <laughs> one fictional character. Okay. Who uh, wants to start? I gotta kind of think about it. I gotta, yeah. You know what? I'll go. I'll go. All right, let's do it. All right, so I'll do it. Let's go. Person I know. You know what? I'm gonna take my brother for a couple reasons. We get along pretty well. Um, I guess there's a better chance of uh, advancing the bloodline at some point. <laughs> we uh, <laughs> right, there's two of us. Um, he's also really handy. He's a fireman. Also, uh, he's a carpenter on the side. So you know, if we needed shelter, he could build it up for us. If we needed like different things, he could definitely do that. So <clears throat> solid pick. Uh, plus, he's you know for an, for an older gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's pretty badass, so I would definitely take him. Yeah, either that or Josh Sanford, because that's my friend. Uh, let's go fictional character. Um, most people know I'm a Game of Thrones nerd, so I'm going to say I am going to take Jon Snow to be with me. The man literally was killed and got brought back to life. So, so he I, knows a thing or two about zombies. Right, exactly. So it's basically a walking zombie. Um, and then let's say real person, historical. Go. <laughs> so this could backfire because he might just try to tell us what all us what to do. Uh, I'm gonna go General Patton. Just kind okay. of yeah, you know, like I feel like if shit, it's obviously shit has hit the fan. Yeah, right. Um, we need somebody to kind of take the bull by the horns and and lead us if we if you know if we needed it. True. Pretty solid leader. Yeah, not bad. All right, bad. I like him. Um, <laughs> For real world, for me, I'm going to take my buddy Matty. He's uh, one of the smarter people that I know, and uh, he's very logical and reasonable, so he would be able to uh, not respond with emotion like I do and kind of pull him back like, hey, this is what we're going to do. But he also knows a ton of random-ass facts. So, like, what plants we can eat or (laughs) how to build this or do that. You know, I can execute the building. Because, you know, I know how, but he'd be the one that's like, well, in physics, this would happen, so we want to do this, you know? Yep. So I'd take him. Uh, fictional? Fucking Wolverine, dude. All day. All day with Wolverine. Take that, man. Anyone who doesn't know Wolverine from the X-Men, you know, adamantium skeleton, healing powers, pretty much badass. He's fought in every war throughout history since the 1800s when he was born. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman as well. Yep. Yeah. But Wolverine. Yeah. First off. And then um, real life person, uh, 
like like your general patent, I would go Angelina Jolie. Oh, I didn't even think of throwing a female in the mix. <laughs> right? But think about it. She's a badass chick. Yep. She's a super humanitarian, so she'd have a, a good heart and, and lead with a little of that. She's also starred in a ton of action movies. She was Lara Croft. Like, she knows how to fight and throw down. Um, Did and, she really, though, or is she just acting like she is? So it's absolutely acting, but they have to go through choreography and learn some of the skills to do it. Like, you know, I don't know how to hold a gun. She does. (laughs) All right. No, it's fair. It's fair. You know, and then to your other point, uh, prolonging the human race. (laughs) You know, I don't think three dudes on your zombie squad are going to help out with that. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I think she's a badass chick, too. So bring her on board, man. Very true. Very true. Um, all right, moving on. Sure, that was good. That sure. Was good. By the way, that was one of the, the one of the greatest compliments I've ever gotten in my life when someone told me that I would I would be in their office. <laughs> so nice. Sorry, I didn't repay the favor to that, to that person. <laughs> well, we had to shorten the team. I had to shorten. The, yeah, exactly. So, um, all right, let's go back to the box. Back to the box. All right, let's do. Um. All right, uh, so good one. Pet peeves, and then in parentheses, fitness world and real world. Yep. All right, so I'll go and go first. Sure. I'll take it first. All right, fit fitness world. Oof, there's a lot you could go with. All right, I'm just gonna go with it's kind of like a broad stroke, but kind of the the notion that there's only one way to success. You know, there's many sure. different ways. You know, um, you look at a lot of healthy people out there and they, they do they're doing it a lot of different ways yeah. you know uh, you know there's long distance runners out there that are very healthy and you know do a little bit of strength training then there's people who do a lot of strength training and a little bit of running you yeah. know there's crossfitters there there's yogis yeah like all sorts of persuasions you know, i mean and it basically comes down to what like what are you going to stick to you know if you told me the only way to be healthy was being a long distance runner i might not be as healthy as i am right now um, sure. but you know i found Things that I enjoy, found things that I can stick with, and, and you know, prolong a a, a program for yeah. and an exercise regimen for you know things that I, I'm going to do for a longer period of time. Sure. So my I you went really uh, kind of metaphorical with it almost uh, well, like philo- philosophical. Sure. Even. I went very matter of fact in the fitness world, <laughs> not putting the weights on the right rack. Ooh. That is one of my huge pet peeves. When I see six 45-pound plates on one side. Can I change my answer? (laughs) (laughs) Like, put the weight back from exactly where you took it from. It infuriates me when I see – I'm also a little OCD. I get it. But when I see four or five 45-pound plates on one side of the same rack and one on the opposite side of the rack. Yeah, I'm going to go with you on this one, Teddy, and I'm just going to go off on a little tangent because, yeah, 100%. Guys, if you take – (laughs) <laughs> if you're lifting, and I'm gonna call, I'm specifically adult clients. Okay, <laughs> if you are gonna use the ten pound weight, if say we're squatting and you're using the tens, and you take the ten from the left hand side, put it back on the left hand side, <laughs> and vice versa. If you take it from the right hand side, put it back on the right hand side. And if right you take two from the left hand side to put them on both sides of the barbell, put them both back yeah. on the left hand side. There shouldn't be four on one and then zero on the other when you're all done. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that's mine. That's my fitness one. Real world traffic. Ooh. Oh my god, that I just and it's, so it's funny. something I cannot control. I get it. I know it, but it it is one of the hardest challenges for me in the day dealing with traffic. Like getting into a good mind space to just let that stuff go and yeah. deal with it. It it infuriates me. <laughs> so I'm gonna kind of go specific about traffic. This has been and Holly can definitely. Um, reiterate that this is one of mine i absolutely hate driving on the highway and people in the left lane the fast lane yeah so it's called the fast lane right I mean, passing, <laughs> the passing the lane. passing lane right <laughs> the passing lane are just driving just about the speed limit and not passing anybody yeah i lose my shit <laughs> I hate it. Oh, or when you see someone absolutely crazy, like there's no one in front of them. And oh, that's all the of worst. a sudden their brake lights come on. Oh. Why'd you brake? Why so, let off the gas if you need to slow down? There is no need to brake if there's no one around you. Yeah, oh, <laughs> uh, it drives me nuts. Because especially, like, I'm gonna. I get it that people driving like recklessly, those people cause accidents. But if the person driving in the passing lane lower than the speed limit or yeah. after, like those people cause accidents just as much because they force people to be reckless and try to go around Probably not force but if they're not doing the speed limit and they're not passing anyone right. in the passing lane they're no, no, yeah, I know legally and if someone has to go around them to drive you know a little yeah. recklessly that's no i yeah I, no 100 percent yeah well so then i have one more that splits the real world and the fitness world Ooh. and it's lack of spatial awareness oh that's true if it's just kind of courtesy in my book to know your surroundings and not step on someone's toes or apologize if you bump into someone, I, I can't imagine, I can't believe the times I see in the gym or in the real world where people encroach in your space. People don't understand the space they have and work within their space. If, if we're in the, in ABT, in the gym, there's plenty of space for everyone to share. Pick a spot, work in your spot. Talk to the people around you that, hey, I'm going to be doing this over here. Just heads yeah. up, you know, yeah. be be aware of your surroundings. It happens in the real world and in the gym. I, I encountered it the other day where one of my clients was doing um, just 10-yard walking patterns to uh, mobilize and stretch out like knee hug squad pulls, yeah. all this. And there's a guy on the side of us doing uh, sled pulls. And she kept going into his lane. <laughs> And I was like, no, 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 stay in a straight line here. Like, be aware. And, like, with him walking towards her, going into his lane. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, like, we have this 25-foot space of turf. Why are you right next to him? Like, yeah. there's all yeah, this extra space. Times. Seen it a thousand times. I've been stretching on the floor here, and a kid will run two inches past my head. And I'm yeah. like, why are you so close to me right yeah. now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen it a thousand times. My real world example of that is we just got back from Disney. Dude, I was like literally like ready to fight people. <laughs> so uh, I'm at the happiest place on earth and I'm ready to choke somebody out because they yeah. like, just can't figure out like that. They're walking in. <laughs> the, like It's like one of the busiest places on the planet and you're just come to a dead stop. To like take a picture because you like the yep. the, the what's the, behind you. Yeah, you know, Pull like out I get it. It's your, I get it that it's your your Disney day, but it's also two point five million other people's <laughs> Disney day right behind you. Like step like, out yeah. of the lane. Oh my! Figure God. out your space. Deal with it. Yeah, no, coming off as an one. angry human being. Right now. <laughs> hey, they asked <laughs> really? about pet peeves. They didn't ask about favorite peeves. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> oh, all right, so we got a few. I mean. 
We got a good amount left. Let's maybe take a couple more. Okay. We'll take one, do yeah, one, yeah. Want to do one more? Let's do one more. We'll do one more. Um, yep. Yep, one more. That works. One more for now, and then we still got to do... Are we going to do word association today? Maybe. Let's see what we'll this see last what, question all right, is. All right, all right, let's see. Oh, this is awesome. I like this one. I like this one. I'm going to have a tough time narrowing it down, but it's a good one. What are your favorite... It says top five. I'm going to already narrow it down to make it three. Um, <laughs> just for the sake of this. So what are your top three workout songs? Okay. This is going to be really tough for me. Can you go first? Yeah. Uh, this is Being the be, music man for you. Well, this is going to be no surprise. To, uh, most people who have taken my classes, but might be a surprise to people who don't know me that well. Anything by Britney Spears. <laughs> Let's go. Britney Spears brings PRs. You throw on Toxic. You give me that boys jam. You go, hit me baby one more time. I am in. We're throwing down with Britney Spears on. Uh, and we just lost an entire demographic <laughs> to our show. <laughs> if you see Kami, like, uh, throw those tunes on. We're going for PRs. All right. So it's all right, so not really a song, but a, an artist. I don't artist. care what song you play, okay. by. Right. Let's go. All right. You got a second one? Uh, you yeah, you three? just want me to run through? Yeah, you so, run through your three, and then I'll... So this is a band that not a lot of people know. They are a Boston-based band. I've played them a few times in here. Uh, it's like a rap, hip-hop, rock hybrid. They're called Bad Rabbits. They got a tune called We Can Roll, and it is just this killer throwdown tune. It gets you wanting to move because of that hip-hop vibe, but because of the big guitars and the heavy drums, you get some great rock motivation in there. Just that keeps the beats around like 160 beats a minute, so you're just, you're like, heart rate's going, you're ready to move. That thing... That tune, We Can Roll by the Bad Rabbits. Check it out. Check them out. They're killer. I like it. Um, Go one more. And then probably the last one, it's a toss-up. I'm I'm thinking I would probably have to go with Audio Slave, Show Me How to Live. That's a great tune. It just kind of sticks in my head when it comes out. I'm... I'm into it. And also, you know, just the builds that it goes through. If you time it right... That's a, that's a great one to throw down to. And a lot of people might be like, but Teddy, there's a video of you doing overhead squats to Savage Garden on your Instagram. Yeah, I can lift to anything, man. But Audio Slave Show Me How to Live is great, too. So, solid. All right, do you get a couple? You... Yeah, I get a couple. I get a couple. I'm going to kind of... Uh, I'm gonna, I, got, I get three actual songs, So, but they're going to kind of show my musical taste, how I kind of like a little bit of everything. One, I'm going to lead off with Renegade. By Eminem oh. and Jay Z. Oh, phenomenal oh, okay. song. Phenomenal song. Them two going back and forth. The rapper in me, <laughs> the rap fan in me. That's what. Two of Eminem's best verses. Go, go listen to that. Um, don't have the kids around if you get that. Um, <laughs> my favorite, my favorite artist of all time. If you know anything about me, this is my guy right here, Eric Church. Pretty much anything by him, but guys like me is my jam. Um, okay, just. It's got a good. It's just solid, solid. I like the words. I like the music. It's all solid. And then here's one: just throw everybody off the trail. Um, by my girl Adele, "Set Fire to the Rain." Um, <laughs> true story about this song. Fantastic. It, I was warming up before a football game one time, and I was like, I go through. I used to have my own little routine before, like the team routine. So I go out mm-hmm. there, just kind of break a sweat, move around. 
And I was like in the zone and I was, you know, kind of like head bobbing my head and going nuts. And one of the dudes on my team, I comes over, he's like, what are you listening to? And I like pulled my, one of the earpieces out and handed it to him. And like the look on his face, because <laughs> it was a Dell Sapphire of the Rain, he was like, <laughs> just, just like the most puzzled look. I don't think the, he ever looked at me the same again. <laughs> but that's, you went uh, out and had the greatest uh, game of your oh, career. Dude, that's, that was my jam. I was, once that song came up. Yeah, that was, oh, that's amazing, yeah, dude! Great song, absolute great song. That's fantastic. She's got a great voice, man. She does. Yeah, I mean, I like her music. It's just yeah. to hear you say like that's what fires you up. Like I went from Eminem <laughs> to Duh. <laughs> Yeah. I like it all. It's wonderful. I wonderful. like it all except disco. I'm not a disco fan. Fair? Yeah. Fair? Yo, that was good, though. That was good. I like that. I was a little, maybe I think we're talking about, you know, we continue to get some questions, throwing out an episode like this every now and then, just yep. to kind of get your guys, you know, so you guys get a little input. We might not be able to get everybody on the show as a guest, but we yeah. do this, you can get a little bit of say in how the show goes. Yeah, so exactly. Like, you know, Chime in a little bit, you know. I, I actually really, really enjoyed this. Those were a good qu- mix of questions too. Kind of kept was. us on our toes, threw us around a little bit. Yeah, so we'll keep doing this. Uh, maybe some of these questions that people threw out will trigger some other questions from people. Yeah. So um, we'll we'll put that out there maybe in a couple weeks. And um, I think we'll, I, you know, I think we'll skip word association for this. Week. Yeah, absolutely. We'll kind of- However, we have gotten a lot of questions about the title oh. from the last episode. Good. Um, I'm Frazier and I say dumb things. People are like, he never said it. He never said that in the episode. So you're noticing the trend of how we get the names for the episodes. But you might just not be listening long enough. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, ding. So for you, for this is, this is mostly for the adult clients. Yeah. Uh, the adult clients. So think like late 90s CD bonus track. So it's, you know. <laughs> You get to track 14, and by accident, you left the CD on, and it continues yep. to run. And you get to change it over, and then all of a sudden, you hear something. Yeah. Hmm. So maybe, maybe listen all the way to the end of these episodes and find something interesting. Yep. All right. So that was just the last note I think I wanted to throw out there. Yeah, you got anything good. else to add? I don't think so. I think that was good. Oh, yeah. My brain's fried. Taking questions. <laughs> Not really. Could do this for another hour. But no, yeah. that's it for today. We'll wrap it up with that. Like, follow, subscribe, hit us up. Keep submitting questions. Yep. We're here for you. Yep. All right. Till next time. Later. Peace. Thanks for tuning in, folks. From our pack to yours, don't just talk about it. Be about it.